I have been in day talk series like these, I would say the four years before we got married, we did this series and we did this presentation every year in our church in London. And I went through this series at least three times before Linda and I started dating. And I cannot tell you how much it helped me. So every time you sit here, you're going to learn something new about relationships. You're going to learn something new about how do I prepare myself for a relationship? Because the two biggest questions that we always get when we speak to young people about relationships is how do I do relationships without getting hurt and without hurting others? That's question number one. Question number two is how do I know it's the right person? So we're going to talk about those because there are great answers to that. And I appeal a, I appealed a lot to Wolfgang Eckleben, our pastor in in um, in London. He's like a, he's a spiritual father to me, a man that I love and appreciate, but a man who lives these things and a man who taught us as a young generation at the time. I'm not young anymore, but he taught us how to go into relationships right. He taught us that there are ways and there are things that you can do to prepare yourself not to get hurt and not to hurt others. It is possible. You know why? Because the world is screaming, let me define relationship to you young people. And let me tell you why I'm saying the world has got it wrong. All right? I want to give you a few song titles, like true song titles. These songs exist. Just to give you an idea of what the world thinks and how the world thinks about relationships. The first song title is a good old country song that says, you are the reason why the kids are so ugly. <laughs> you can YouTube that and you can listen to that song. Alright? I don't know if it was a woman or a man who sang that. Okay? The second song is, uh, and this is one of my favorites, if the phone doesn't ring, it's me. Okay? Think about that. And then here's one, another, uh, these are all country songs. I'll give you a reggae song now. Thank God and Greyhound, she's gone. <laughs> all right. Okay, that song also exists. And then there's a guy called Jimmy Soul. Who knows Jimmy Soul? Any takers here? You all know his song. If you want to be happy. If you want to be happy, listen to the words here. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman your wife. So from my personal point of view, get an ugly girl to marry you. This is funny. <laughs> a pretty woman makes her husband look small and very often causes his downfall. As soon as he marries her and, she, uh, and then she starts to do the things that break his heart. But if you make an ugly woman your wife, oh, you'll be happy for the rest of your life. An ugly woman cooks meals on time. She'll always give you peace of mind. Oh, <laughs> the world needs help. That's all I can say to you is the world needs serious help. And then there's the golden oldie. Okay, this gives away my age big time. Who knows the song, If You Leave Me Now? And if you leave me now, okay? I'm not going to sing it to you. I'd rather read it. If you leave me now, you'll take away the very heart of me. And then the, the deep words. The deep words. Baby, please don't go. Oh. Do you know that song? That's a movie. Okay, here we go. 
I want you to stay. <laughs> Friends, the world needs help. We need help in relationships. And the thing that we're going to see is we're going to look at, and uh, you, can, you can follow on the slides there, most of, I think everyone will see it. If you can't see the slides, you can move this way after the break. But we, we take the Bible as a manual. The word manual means mind of the maker. We believe that we are made in God's image, Imago Dei. If you know anything about that, that is the very reason why we attribute value to human beings. If Imago Dei was not true, if we were not created in God's image, there's no reason why to respect the person next to you or the person that you see. But every single human being carries in them the reflection and the beauty and the power and the grace of a God that loves them. Because the Bible says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. No one is born stuck to another person. That is That's abnormal. Okay, Siamese twins. Alright, so you were born the way you should be. Alone. You were born as one. The word alone is all one. But what the world does is it makes you all half. It takes away. I'm trying to teach my young children now, Luke and Josh, 9 and 11 years, the, the, the depth of the knowledge in those heads. And now we watch television and we look at relationships and they like asking me questions about relationship. And I say, if you treat your heart like that, it's almost like you're giving this person a little piece of your heart and they'll stay with you for a little bit and then they take that piece and they go off. And then there's another person because you give them a little piece of your heart hoping that they will fill the gap that was left by the other person and then they go off. And at the end of the day, you with a hundred piece puzzle with about seven, eight, nine, ten pieces missing. Doesn't work. So that's where we need to begin. The most important investment in your future relationship is you. If we don't start with you, you are the investment in your relationship. And I'm going to give you six things later on that will really help you. And it will challenge you. But it will encourage you because, friends, it is possible. For some people, the word relationship itself has got so many negative things connected to it. They don't even want to talk about it. Because it's just hurt after hurt after hurt. But I want to say to you, if we look at the manual, the mind of the maker, Imago Dei, what God destined you to have, He destined you to have a relationship that will be blessed. And the word blessed means nothing missing, nothing broken. So the question is, and this is why I had a bite of this donut right now. All right. Okay, who wants... Let me do this. Who wants this one? Anyone? Can you take it? Mm. Mm. Nice, man. Okay. This one? Can you take it? Mm. That's a clean whole donut. Because you want a whole one. And if you want a whole relationship, you need to be whole. And the definition of wholeness, we will talk about it late in depth. So don't walk around. If the definition is there, there it is. 
it is definitely not perfection because those those you don't find. If you qualify as perfect, please raise your hand. Anyone? Okay. So the definition of whole is where your past mistakes and your past hurts and your current imperfections does not define your identity. Every single one of us have past mistakes. Every single one of us. Every single one of us have past hurts where people did things or they did not do things. And every single one of us have current imperfections. Linda will help you to understand that in a, in, in, in a little bit. But where that does not define your identity, where you don't have this invisible thread that ties you to the past. All right, so there's your, there's your definition. That's what we're going to talk about. Let's look at Bible basics. If you go to Bible basics, you're going to see a few things, and I, will, I can share these notes later on if you, want, if you want these notes. I can email it out to you guys. It's fine. There's a few Bible basics. Relationships was God's idea. Next week, we're going to talk about that. All right? Now, a good God will not create something that will destroy people. So relationships was God, God's idea. Genesis 2 verse 18 says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. It is crucial that God created Eve because he looked at man and he said, it is not good that man should be alone. What is he saying? Is relationships is my idea. I've got an idea to bring fulfillment to someone that I love. Okay? And I don't want to dig into it too deep today, but we're going to talk about this next week. It will really bless you. Relationships was God's idea. When you understand Imago Dei, and you understand that a father loves his child, whatever the father creates is to add to bless the child. Secondly, and this is what we're going to look at tonight, is wholeness is God's plan for you. Do you believe that? Do you believe that you can live in an identity defined by God? Not by your past mistakes, not by your past hurts, and not by your current imperfections. Or is that just a promise that God throws out there? I spoke to a guy a while back. And friends, we're really not going to chase through this, so just ease, we, we're just going to flow with this, okay? Spoke to a man, and we spoke about his relationship with his wife, and, and I said to him, do you believe that God wants you to be happy in your, in your relationship with your wife? Do you believe that about God? And he was like, and I said to him, there we go, that's the problem. If you don't truly believe that God can fulfill his promises, why sit here? He can I can tell you that Linda and I definitely don't have a perfect relationship, but we've got a whole relationship. I can say to you that God defines our relationship. We've been married for almost 15 years now. November, it's 15 years. Friends, it's, it really, we built our relationship on this. Next week, we're going to share our testimony. And I can tell you that it works. God is true to his word. Okay. Genesis 2 verse 24, For this reason man shall leave his father and his mother. I'm going to refer to this verse later on. He shall leave his father and his mother and shall be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked, and they were not ashamed. Woo! That's wholeness. That's wholeness. They were naked and not ashamed. That's how whole they were. Nothing that... My wife can see about me makes me feel insecure. 
Nothing that I see about my wife makes, makes her feel insecure. It's a relationship that goes both ways. A man and wife. This is politically incorrect. I'm going to refer to this later. But we believe in male and female. I'm going to talk about that later. People who can leave can cleave. A man shall leave his father and his mother. We're going to talk about what does it mean to leave. Because many relationships mess up or get stuck because you don't just date the lady, you date her whole family. And if she's not happy, then Poppy's not happy. And if Poppy's not happy, then the relationship goes south. Because then Poppy calls you and he says to you, hey, you don't do this with my daughter. You don't date the girl, you date the whole family. We're going to talk about that. And the concept is one times one equals one. Half times one equals... Okay. Half times one? Half times half? Friends, that's how God created us. And that's why wholeness is so crucially important. And that's, and that's why you need to understand what the mind of the one is who made you. He loves you. My greatest dreams for my kids is that they will Right. That's point number three. God destined you to flourish. It is your birthright. It is your inheritance to experience relationship as the Bible sets forth. It's your birthright. He who finds a wife finds what is good. And he obtains favor from the Lord. That's what Proverbs 31 says. I know we've got Proverbs 31 woman here. I heard it quoted yesterday. Right. To have a full, full, blessed, nothing missing, nothing broken relationship with the right one. We're going to talk about the question, is there only one for you? Because you have a philosophical conundrum right there. If there's only one right person for you, woe to the world. Okay. We'll explain that to you. Now the question is, what went wrong? We need to understand that if we talk about wholeness, it's like, why am I not, why am I not whole? What went wrong? Again, what do we turn to? We turn to the mind of the maker. Alright? In Genesis 3, if you want to read your Bible, you can turn to Genesis 3 and you're going to find five faces of death. Because they ate that jackfruit. Alright? Or which, what, what is your worst fruit? That's kind of what I attribute my... A tree in the Garden of Eden. Okay, It wasn't an apple. They ate a fruit and God said to them, don't eat this. What happens if you eat that fruit? What did God say to them? Obedience. It's not a difficult question. Alright, you will die. Did they die? Okay, some people say yes, some people say no. Yes, they died on five different levels. For the first time in man's existence, they experienced shame because they realized that they were naked and they made clothes out of fig leaves and they covered them. That's where all emotional death comes from. All our healthcare workers, you work with it daily, you see it in the hospitals all over the world. Not just in the hospitals, you see it in society. All emotional death started when sin entered into this world. The second one is all of a sudden the God that created human beings to walk with. Imagine this. Imagine we make an announcement saying next week, Sunday morning, God is going to be preaching in our church. You think we'll get this place full? God himself, like any. 
Hello. His voice is much more majestic than mine. We'll fill this place up. And here humanity walks with God. And here the voice that they're so used to, that used to attract them and they loved it, becomes the voice that they are scared of and they hide off. How I hide from that spiritual death. Then God said to Adam, Adam, what did you do? What did Adam say? This woman that you gave me. This woman. There's relational death. This is what this whole seminar is about, is relational death. Alright, and then vocational death. Then God says, by the sweat of your brow and by the labor of your hands you will live. There's vocational death. And then lastly, from dust you were made to dust you will return. There's physical death. So did man die when they ate the fruit? Yes. The fullest definition of death came into existence. And that is what we're talking about today. One of those faces is relational death. And how do you fix that? Because Romans 5 verse 12 says, As sin came into the world through man, and death through sin, death spread to all men because all have sinned. That's why we experience death. That's why we need to talk about the solution. And that's where the gospel comes in. I'm going to take you, friends, this is not a sermon. So I really hope you didn't come here for a sermon. This is something to give you an understanding of what wholeness is all about. Six-point wholeness test. You want to do this test, you can rate yourself out of ten. Okay? And then you don't tell anyone what the score is. Okay? I'm going to, I'm going to talk through these things because I think, well, I don't think, I know it's going to help you in your understanding of wholeness. The first one is, I have a life. The second one is, I am unique. The third one, I am loved. The fourth one, I am a man or a woman. The fifth one, I'm valuable. And the sixth one, I have left. If you understand those things, you can really assess and see how you are doing in the areas of your life where you need wholeness. And I'm not just going to leave you hanging. I'm going to show you where to find that wholeness. And how God in His love and His grace and His incredible provision gives you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Every single thing you need to be whole, God does provide. It just needs to be a very clear decision from your side. So let's look at this. I have a life. I have life to give in friendships and in relationships. Not relationships, in the relationship. Because if you do it right, you won't just hop from one flower to another. Yes, you're all baby. Okay? I have life to give. I'm not looking for a relationship to get a life. Does that sound familiar? If I can only, if I can only meet her, I will really be happy. You know what this means? I have a life. It means that you are happy without her. You can live your life. It's not, it's not I can't live without you. It's I can live without you. It's the greatest compliment that any man can give a woman is when he looks her in the eye and he says, I can live without you, but I choose not to. So when that Chinese little lady sings, I can't live without you. Have you guys seen that little thing? I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> Okay? When she sings that, men run like the wind, bullseye. Run away. Okay? 
Because she doesn't have a life on her own. She's looking at you to give her life. I have life to give to those around me, my family, my friends, and my community. I have life to give. I don't just need someone from which I can take life and from which I can derive my identity. I'm not someone that just makes withdrawals. I can deposit. I can give myself. I'm not waiting to live. I live while I wait. I'm not waiting to live. I live while I wait. That means that you have faith, you have hope, and you have vision. Friends, and when you have faith, hope, and vision in a God that makes a promise, I don't, you know, I do care. And we will talk about this later on. But God will be enough for you. You know Adam was working in the garden. God gave him a job. He said, name the animals. And he says, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Zebra. Mr. and Mrs. Giraffe. Mr. and Mrs. Elephant. And then every now and then Adam would look into the, into the, I don't know if they had mirrors there, but he would look and he was like, and there's, there's only a mister here. But this mister is fine. I truly believe that there's theological significance why God created Eve later on. Because he showed Adam, Adam, you can live without a woman. He was making a point that I am enough for you. And out of that wholeness, when I bring Eve, you're going to say, wow, man, that's how woman came into existence. And Adam just looked at this situation and he said, wow, man, woman. Okay? He was just blown away by this. So you are not waiting to live for a relationship. You have a life while you wait. Friends, it is so important. How are you doing on this? You like yourself without a relationship. It's just not this, this idea you look in the mirror and you just think, man, you know what? Why would someone love what I see? Maybe I can get someone to love what I see and then I'll start loving myself. It's incredible pressure that you put that person under. It's incredible pressure. Get a life before you get a wife. That's the point. Get a life before you get a wife. All right. Second point, I am unique. Except you are one of a kind. Friends, there's di different personality types, there's, di there's different emotional types. People are wired differently. You are truly unique. That is what makes you a gift to someone. But if you just think, the reason why I'm not in a relationship is I'm just weird. There's a big difference between weird and unique. Unique is valuable, weird is just like weird. You are a gift. Do you understand that? Sometimes I look at couples. I don't know. Yeah, listen, I'm a pastor. I don't have a fish on my bucky. Okay, I will, I, will, I will never do that. But sometimes I look at couples and I just think, how the heck did that happen? Jeez, Louise. But you know what? If you talk to him about her, he's going to say, let me explain to you what a gift she is to me. Let me explain to you how, how unique she is. 
and you just listen to that person a short while and you realize she's a gift to him and vice versa. You are unique. God made you unique. When he made you, he, he literally just made one justice. And then he decided to break that mold and to throw it as far away as possible. Because there's only one justice and it is our joy to have him in our lives. Friends, there's only one Linda. And it's a blessing. Every single one of us is unique. And when you understand that you're unique, you start seeing yourself as a gift and not a liability. It is very important, especially when you work with a crowd that gets to the side of life where you classify yourself as a little bit older. Because all of a sudden you're going to start questioning your uniqueness and you're going to start trying to change it to get people to like you. It's the worst mistake you can make. The worst thing you can do. Then I am loved. I'm going through these points and you can really just think about them. I'll send you the notes. Everyone has the need to be loved, to belong and to be accepted. You can find someone what did I say here? You can find someone to love very easily. But can you find someone who loves you? <clears throat> this whole dynamic of being loved, as we spoke about it this morning in church, the Gospel of John, where John 3.16, the most, I think the most quoted scripture in the world is God so loved the world. John is the disciple and he writes four times about himself, the disciple that Jesus loved. This dude knew about love from God, which was a holy, healthy, it's just a fulfilling love. You need to understand that you are loved by God. If you don't have love, you cannot give love. If you don't understand that there's a God that loves you, you cannot give love away. No man or woman can give God's perfect love. If you try to, you will destroy the person you make God in your life. Because you are designed in the core of your being to look for someone who loves you perfectly. And if you look, if I look at Linda to love me perfectly, I will always be disappointed. I will always ask too much of her and I will slowly but surely destroy her. But if I know I can go on my knees and go to a God and say, God, here I am. I'm your son. You created me fearfully and wonderfully, Lord. And I start experiencing his love. And I start experiencing his love through the people around me. And I start looking at, 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 at the stuff that he just pours into my life. All of a sudden, because I find a place where I understand that God loves me, I can love him back. And you know what happens? What is the great what's the great command? Some of you guys, can you remember it? The dude came to Jesus and he said, What is the great command? And Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Friends, the only way that you can understand love is if you understand the love from God to you. Then you can become you can have peace with God. You have peace in yourself and then you can have peace with the people around you. 
If you don't have peace with God, don't think you will find it in a relationship. Because the problems that you have with God, you will have with yourself. Every single time you look in the mirror, and every time you think about yourself, and every time the topic of relationship comes up, you say, yeah, you might not say it, but you will think it. That's why I'm not in a relationship. Because I'm not like Linda. And George and Marie Hitt, they followed incredible couple. But I know George does not look at Murray Hitt to meet his need for love. He knows that he's loved, even without Murray Hitt. Do you know that you're loved? Do you know that God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son? If I say this donut is up for sale, okay, anyone? One million rands. Why would you not give me one million rands except for the fact that I licked it? I think that's enough. enough. <laughs> why won't you, you give me one million rands? Because it's a half one. And if it was a full one? I've got a full one. So it's too expensive. That means it's not worth it. It's not worth the price asked for it. Mm. I don't know if my left is on. Okay. Can you imagine? Can you imagine your your value? If you think God gave the son, because He looked at you and He said, "You worth, you worth the life of my son." You will find so much in him. You will find so much wholeness in the love of God before you run to a person who cannot love you perfectly, who doesn't know you intimately. And you say to him, will you please love me and make me feel whole? You are loved. I am a man or a woman. Politically incorrect, biblically correct. Adam and Eve, God created Eve from his rib, from his side. He didn't take a bone from his head and Eve didn't sit on his head. The symbolism is not like Eve. You know, let's just take out of his skull because then she's going to sit there. He didn't take a bone out of his foot that he could stand on her. He took it from his side. She could stand next to him. And the word the Bible used there is, I will give him a helper. All the men, my words to you is you need lots of help. Okay? That's what the Bible says. It's biblical. You need help. And God created a woman to help you. Alright, you're beautiful. Alright. Eve was the helper. The Hebrew word is Eza. The one who comes alongside to strengthen. The one who comes alongside to help. Not the one who comes alongside that you can dominate her. Not the one who comes alongside that she can dominate you. Because if you are whole, she will come alongside you and she will help you. Because my victory is Linda's victory. Linda's victory is my victory. We don't try to dominate one another. Only now and then. Always like. Always like. Thanks, Luan. 
both man and woman need help. The implication, if you study that scripture correctly, it means that both man and woman needs help. And God chose to express himself to me in a way that I can look at Linda and find God in a relationship with my wife. And I can understand dynamics and characteristics of who he is because of who she is. And I tell you, there's victories that we've had in our relationship together that if it wasn't for her, we would not have had it. I promise you this. I know it and I can give you the stories. And vice versa. The test for a relationship that reflects design is can it bear fruit? Friends, let's just be, I refer to the words Imago Dei. God so loved the world that he created. There was fruit in the relationship between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Creation happened. Then he created man and then he created woman. The test for a relationship, this new, we were watching something on TV and all of a sudden we had to explain LGBTQ plus, minus, as, meer of minner, whatever, to a, to a nine and an eleven year old. That was a moment. It was a moment in my life where I had to explain this to my sons. And I, my explanation to them was what the world defines is not accurate. We need to learn, we need to look at a higher authority. God made you a man and he made you a woman. There are men with very feminine attributes and characteristics, but it doesn't make them women. And everything that is sacred, listen to me now, everything that is sacred, God defines. Because if he leaves it up to us, we will define it wrong. Humanity is trying and it is sadly reaping the fruits of its attempts. Imagodei, God created them male and female. In his image, he created them. That means that you bear the image of God, Imagodei. You, Francois, Imagodei. You bear the image of God. And when those two get together and you have a relationship that is based on who God is, all of a sudden you have covenant and you have a world that looks at it and says, hey, there must be a God. Mike and Linda works. They must be a God. If any single one of you, well, the same goes to you. So it's easy to laugh at me, but thank you. Okay. <laughs> Can I get graphic with you? It's not your plumbing that defines you. It's your character. Every single, there's many males that's born. There's not many males that step into manhood. There's many females born. There's not many women that steps into becoming woman. We have, we have people 50, 60 year old that are males, not men. Look at how they treat women. And then you have women the same age that are females, but they're not women because of the way they live. Insecure, feminist. This, what is the opposite of feminist? Paternalist. <laughs> what is that? Paternalist. Okay. Okay. If you think that your sexuality exceeds a woman's sexuality, you have you have issues, and I'll call you that. 
don't even know what it means, but I'll call you that. Alright? It's almost like a scorp, but it's just not. It's definitely not the word. I asked you for the word and you didn't respond. Masochist, there we go. You must just speak up. <laughs> nonsense. You just kick me while I'm down. Okay. Friends, are you a man or are you a woman? And can you celebrate that in God? God, thank you for who you made me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Number five, am I valuable? Friends, values are so important in relationships. Because that is the thing the world is vying for. Can I change your values? Can I change your convictions? And values, we're going to talk about it next week a lot. And you want to hear this. I don't care what you do. You cancel it and get you. This is going to be good for you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Wolfie Wolfgang Eckleben says this, the most important aspect of wholeness is to set the right value on your sexuality, your time, your company, your values, and your faith. The most valuable thing of wholeness is to set the right values. You are valuable. That is why people treat you with value. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So if you think you are useless, people are going to treat you as useless. So you better settle your issue is not people. Your issue is really not the headmaster of your school. Your issue is really not your boss. Your issue is really not your girlfriend. Your issue is what do you think about yourself? All of us have to go through that. And what will I take and what will I not take? If you don't know what you stand for, you'll fall for anything. You know what values does? It decreases words. Okay? If your values are strong, or if your values are a bit negotiable, then you will fall for, if you love me, dot, dot, dot. If your values are settled, you will only, only say yes to, I do. You understand me? If you love me, or I do. Do you want to make a withdrawal from my life? Or do you want to add to my life? The one withdraws and the other one gets. It is critical for you to be whole, to understand that you are valuable. We're going to talk about it in the second session tonight. You're going to love it. Value and sex. Value decreases the amount of words. I said, I love you or I do. You will treat yourself the same value as you attribute to yourself. Friends, there's a God in heaven that made you special. There's a God in heaven that if you have a desire to be in a relationship and you wouldn't be here if you didn't. There's a God in heaven that placed a desire in your heart. And he didn't just put a promise there. He will make everything possible for you to walk in that promise. For every single one of you, God is able. For every single one of you. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you've experienced. I don't care what mistakes you made. Because I've got my stories. I've got my stories. And I've been married for almost 15 years to the most incredible woman. Maybe we should just have a session where we brag about one another. But really blessed. Really, really blessed. 
I have incredible kids. I love them. I love my life. And God's plan is that for you. What makes me special? That he would just maybe do it for me. Because sometimes I know you singles look at people and say, why, why do they get it? You know what? Maybe it's because they got wholeness. Maybe they wrestled in private. And now they're celebrating in public. I cannot tell you how many hours I wrestled with God for my wholeness. I cannot tell you how many times I had to I had to revisit my values and say, okay, fine, I don't have to put myself in special. We're going to talk about that in the second session. It'll bless you. And I have left. Friends, this is so important. I have left. The Bible says a man shall leave his father and his mother and he shall cleave to his wife. Not his girlfriend. He will cleave to his wife. Okay? He will cleave to his wife. One of the illustrations we do is duct tape. But lacquer never duct tape. By farces. Okay? You don't, you don't, it, it's farce. And then you take a piece, a like a long piece, and you stick it on Zander's arm. And you really rub it in. And you rip it off. And you look at his face and you laugh. And then you go to Francois, and then you go to Renil, and then you go to... If you get to number four, the duct tape doesn't really stick. Friends, you are designed to cleave. But the Bible says a man shall be joined to his wife, and what God places together, let no man separate. Don't rip off the duct tape. Because there's going to be something left of him that goes into your next relationship. We're going to talk about that. That guy has a 1300. Okay. And issues. He should be here. Okay. All the motorbike. Okay, you know. A man shall leave his father and his mother. The Bible has no issues with father and mother. Because people read that and they do I have to? Do I hate my mom and dad? No, the Bible commands you to, to, to honor them. But it commands you to leave Because I promise you, when you get married, you don't want to get married to Pete and his mom and dad. Imagine you see Pete and mom and dad lying in bed and it's like, I see black man. You know, this is a bit crowded. Friends, God designed you to leave before you cleave. And God designed you to cleave to a wife. And it's not just a sexual thing. We have made a decision to stay together. Our commitment, our I do, was based on a decision. And we're going to talk about romance. We're going to talk about revelation. And we're going to talk about reality. And you need all three of those. This is just like a taster for next week. Romance, reality, and revelation. This is how you figure out if it's the right person. Okay, now you have to come <laughs> You have to be able to leave. Have you left yet? There's nothing wrong with your parents. There's nothing wrong with honoring your parents. But they don't get married with you. You have to leave them. Ladies, can I just be a man for a moment? I am a man. That's why I will be a man. <laughs> I just said it. I'm a man. Okay, I didn't need your affirmation. Okay, I'm kidding. Okay, I'm going. Ladies. Freaks men out if they start dating you and your family. It freaks men out that every time you have a fight with them, that the first people you call is your mom and your dad. And you tell them what a bigger fight you have 
and that this guy that is dating you is an idiot. And then you make up, and then your dad still treats him like an idiot. Because your dad didn't make up with him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We'll talk about sex later. Okay. You better leave. Listen, listen, listen to me. You need to leave. If you cannot leave your mom and your dad, you are not whole. What do you need to leave? You need to leave parents. You need to leave hurts. You need to leave the stuff in your past, the unwhole relationships in your past. You need to leave it. If you've never given your life to Jesus, one great illustration of leaving is baptism, is you die to your old self, and as you come out out of the water, you, you, you are resurrected to a new life. Speaking to a lady a while back, a couple of years ago, we were just here in Alsprey, and we had this big breakfast, and we were chatting, and, and she, you know, if people hear you're a pastor, they become Christians like in seconds, okay? And we were chatting, and this woman you know, she just poured out her heart. And I'm like, dang it, man, I, I don't even know you. And I said to her, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if you can just literally, and she didn't know where I was going, if you can literally just be born again, as if it never happened? And she said, that would be the answer to every single cry of my heart. And I said to her, that's exactly what salvation is. You die to the old. You know it happened. But it doesn't define me anymore. What am I doing for time? I need to, I'll wrap up in five minutes and then we're going to go a little bit longer before we're going to go into in this presentation. You must be able to leave. You leave your parents. You leave your past hurts. You leave your father, father and your mother hurts and vacuums. Two hurts that your parents will give you is father hurts and father vacuums. It's what your dad did and what your dad did not do. What your mom did and what your mom did not do. It defines you, and you need to deal with it. And it is tough, and it's going to cause you to cry. And I prayed last week with a man, big, burly, solid, manly man. And as we were praying, you, you could see literally, you could see the tears dripping as we were praying. Because he was dealing with father and mother hurts and vacuums. You want to be whole. You need to go where it hurts. And you need to allow someone to pray with you. And you need to allow someone to minister the grace of God to you. You need to leave your past pain. You need, you need to leave past relationships. We're going to talk about soul ties. Linda's going to define that to you. You better leave your past relationships. Because that is truly, it, 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 it's devastating to wholeness. And you need to make a decision. Julius Caesar, when he was crossing the Rubicon, has this Latin phrase that's up there. I can't pronounce it because it's not there. But you can, Iacta alia est. The die has been crossed. Is when he went over the Rubicon River, he literally signed his own death warrant. And as his horse's foot entered that water, he stepped into the empire that he eventually took over and he ruled. But if he didn't take it over, they would have killed him as a tr as, as, as for treason. But you know what Caesar did that was so awesome? Is every single person that steps into wholeness takes hundreds of people with them into wholeness. You want to step into wholeness? It's not just about you.
There's another guy with issues. All right. Friends, I'm going to, I'm going to, the next section, we're going to take a break now. And we're going to talk about, I will be a whole one. The road to wholeness. Is how can you do this? And that's going to be about 10 minutes. And then we're going to go into a very practical application time. Where we're just going to talk about health and healing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it's now a good time to take a break. I really want to ask you, just go back to the six, the six things. I have a life. I am unique. I am love. I am a man or a woman. I'm, I'm, I am valuable. I have lived. Friends, let me just summarize it this way. When you are whole, you can give. If you are not whole, you will always try to take from others to make you feel whole. And you will always end up disappointed. And you will always end up hurting others. Because you're going to make withdrawals from them that is not legitimate. God wants to do something in our lives. And we're going to have moments where we're going to pray with people. And some of you guys will take stuff to your, to, your, to your connect group. Some of you guys will go to victory training. I really want to encourage you to go to victory training played a massive part in helping me to sleep into all Massive. Okay. So let's take a 10-minute break where you can get a whole donut and coffee.